if the devil tells you that you can't love God, then I just want to tell you today that the devil's a liar because you can love God no matter where you are. Amen. You don't have to be saved to praise God. It makes it more beautiful to praise God if you're saved, but you don't have to be saved to praise God. The Bible says to let everything, and I know what it says, let everything that hath breath praise you the Lord. That qualifies everybody and everything to praise the Lord. No matter whether you feel saved, no matter whether you feel lost, if you feel cold, you feel indifferent, we can praise God. Amen. Amen. I don't do this much, but today I felt the need to um, make sure that I was doing the second service here today. I know Jake and them had something going on uh, in their Sunday school, so I've done both today. So um, turn to book Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 9. Something that felt very strong in my spirit, and I want to share with us today. God is interested in Marion, Kentucky. God wants to do something great in this city and in this area. It's evident to me. I have two verses of scripture and I want to get into the word today. This is Ezekiel. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus said the Lord God, Come from the four winds. I say the four winds. O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding and great army. Reverse 10 again. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Lord, I ask you to touch us here today. God, I, I, I feel with all my heart that you have placed this in my spirit. And God, I know there's things to be said today that I, I don't even realize that I'm going to say. I believe that with all my heart. And Lord, I'm trusting you today. Lord, we need you today. This church needs you. This area needs this church. And I know the enemy has tried its best to destroy every one of us and destroy this church and shut these doors but God I believe that you have greater things yet in store for us and God I'm asking that you would help us today God I'm thankful for this remnant that's here today of this church and Lord I'm asking right now you'd anoint these lips of clay and you would anoint these ears Lord that we can hear what you have to say to us in Jesus name Church, say amen. It has been the hardest 
thing that I have ever done in my entire life. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life coming to Marion to start an apostolic church. The hardest thing I've ever done. It's been the, the most rewarding thing I've ever felt. The last few years has been hard. I want everybody to pray right now. God wants to do something in this place. I need the church to get with me here today. Jesus, right now. God, I know we've done prayed, but Lord, we need a touch from you today. Lord, we need a great and mighty move of your spirit in this place today, God. And Lord, right now, I come against every spirit that may try to bind us today. Every confusion spirit, God, that may try to distract us today. I come against every thought, Lord, that may try to deter us to another way. And God, I'm asking right now that you would touch, Lord. Oh, God, that you would help me. You would help this congregation. You would touch this people today. And you would help us in the name, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. Yeah, amen. 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 The hardest thing I've ever done was coming to this city, starting a church. Shy by nature. And Sister Cheryl's worse. And to come and to knock on doors of people in an area and a land that I don't know. It was not easy. But every Saturday we would come and we would knock on doors. We'd invite people to come to church. And we had church when nobody was there with us. And we prayed and we fasted and we sought God. And we have seen a church birth in this city. I don't know the exact number, but I know over 100 people have been baptized in Jesus' name. Not as many have been filled with the Holy Ghost as have been baptized, but there have been multiple people that's been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. There have been marriages that have been mended. There has been destinies that have been changed. There has been addictions that have been overcome. Lives have been put back on the right track. And there are souls that have already made it to heaven because God sent us to the city to have a church. I have been told that this city is a hard city. I have been told, I was told before we come, why do you want to go there? And there are many that's watching what we will do next. You don't know the people, the ministers that's contacted me and worried about me as an individual and as a preacher and myself saying, are you okay? Is there anything we can do to help? Because they know that we're battling right now in this city. People are watching what we will do next as a church and me as a pastor. I promise you, I've been tempted to run away and to never come back. As many of you as well have been too. Amen. We have faced attacks from the devil. 
We have suffered many losses. There have been attacks on my family. There have been attacks in our bodies. There have been attacks on our minds. We've had people to move away. We've had people to die and to leave us. We have hit a wall that seems that we don't seem like we're ever going to be able to get over it. We're dealing with spirits of poverty. We're dealing with spirits of tradition that does not want to change. We're dealing with people that's addicted to so many things. The homosexual agenda is so strong in this area. You would not think the homosexual agenda would be so strong in a rural area like this one. But it's as strong as any place I know in this area. In this area, people are so self-absorbed. Many would even say, can any good thing come out of Marion? I've heard people say, what do you expect coming out of Critical County? It seems to be a lot of dry bones in this area. It seems like there's a lot of people, hallelujah, that were created for one thing, but they have found themselves dead and dried up by the ways of this world, and they found themselves in a dead, dry place. Some would even say that this church is dead and dry to what it once was. Dry bones. Bones like Ezekiel found. Those white, bleached, brittle bones that even the animals had left alone because there was no flesh left on them. The worms were not even uh, eating on them, them bodies anymore because all that was left was bones, hallelujah. And they were not even connected together anymore. They were scattered. They were scattered abroad just like we see around here, praise God, a life that is without God. We've seen lives that is, seems to be wasted, a life that seems to have no hope. Drugs have left people desolate. Alcohol has broken people into pieces. Improper relationships has caused people to be without hope. Sin has destroyed lives. We've seen so many of these bones here in Marion. That's hopelessness is all around it. Praise God. Despair is all around. Unhappiness is overwhelming people. Life and circumstances has got people miserable, depressed in their current situation. Discouraged by their failures, discouraged by their disappointment, discouraged by the poor condition they're in. It has no hope of becoming what God has created it to be. We have found that in this city. So many bones. It seems to be abandoned. Ezekiel. Ezekiel would not even know where the bones were at if God himself would have not took him and showed him the bones. God took Ezekiel, showed him the valley of dry bones. He said, Ezekiel, see these bones? I didn't know they were there, Lord. But God took him there. God showed him the bones. Ezekiel 37.3, and he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord God, thou knowest. Let me tell you now, you come to Marion on purpose. 
And even to get here, you've got to have directions. I wasn't looking for Marion when God sent me here. God took me to Marion and said, here it is. I had to get directions even to get here the first time. I got lost coming. But God got me here. And as we drove through the city, can these bones live? God, you know. <laughs> Only you know, God. Ezekiel knew that if them bones were going to live, it was going to take a real move of God. Amen. Harvest House, we need a real move of God in this city. Amen. Not just a block party that's going to bring a crowd. Not just a kids' fest that'll bring a crowd like we had last week. We pulled in, and Sister Velma said, They're not here like they were last week. Go, <laughs> what happened to Hayride? Uh -huh. Wasn't eating outside. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Had more here Saturday, Friday night at a youth bonfire than we had here Thursday night for a church service. Because there was a bonfire. We need a move of God that just don't bring them because of a bonfire or because of a block party or because of a kid's fest. Or on a Sunday where we give away things. We need a move of God that changes lives. We need a move of God that brings them out of despair, brings them out of the dry place, brings them out of where they are and breaks them, praise God, to where God has called them to be. Ezekiel 37, 4, and he again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, oh ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. If we are going to see the move of God in Marion, God wants, hallelujah, we need to stop listening to the other voices around us and watching and seeing what we're going to do. We need to stop listening to the voices around us of this world, praise God, that's telling us it's going to go under. You can't live for God. You can't make it. You can't do it. And we need to stop listening to other voices and learn to listen to the voice of God. We need to get into this place where we can hear the word of God. Hear what he's going to say to us. Yes, amen. People think they can't make it through a day without a drink. And some people can't think they can't make it through an hour without their addiction. What makes us think we can go one day without the word of God? We need the word of God. If we're going to have a move of God, it's going to come by the word of God. If we're going to have what God is looking for in this city, it's going to come from the word of God. What makes us think we can overcome this world and its influences without the word of God? Amen. Ezekiel 37, 5. Thus said the Lord God in these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Amen. Only God can truly deliver from some things. He said, I, God said, I will cause. God said, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. It this breath is going to come into somebody. It's going to come by God breathing into it. Amen. Only God can truly deliver from some things. God said he would do it. God said he would save. God said he would heal. God said he'd deliver you. God said he would help us praise God. God said he would do it. And I believe he's going to do it. Verse 36, verse 6 of 37, Ezekiel 37 and 6, he said, And I will lay sinews upon you. I will bring, bring the flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Everybody say, you shall live. You shall live. 
and you shall know that I am the Lord. It's the reason God has brought us to this place in life, that we might know him. Amen? So what did he say? So I prophesied. Ezekiel said, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together. Bone to his bone. When God begins to put a life back together, there's a noise that's going to happen. There's going to be a shaking. Your world's going to be shook up. You might find yourself, you might cause you finding yourself at the end of your rope, at the bottom of your pit, but when you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, and that's up. Verse 8, he said, Now behold, I lay the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there were no breath in them. Uh-huh. They looked like soldiers. Brother David, they weren't soldiers. Uh-huh. It looked like a church, but it wasn't a church. They look like Christians, but in reality, they were just dried up bones covered in flesh. There was no life. There was no breath of God. There was no spirit. Hallelujah. No Holy Ghost working. No power. No anointing. Hallelujah. Fifteen years, God has done that for us. We have seen some power. We've seen some things happen. We have ran over 70 for periods of time. The largest number we've ever ran on a Sunday was better than nearly 60 people, praise God. I know the last few years have been tough. I know the last few years the devil has tried to run us away. But hallelujah, I'm telling you what, God's not done. He's got a body here. He's got a body. There is some flesh on some people and sometimes too much flesh, amen. And we've got a body framed here. And we've got some bones that's come together. We've got some things that's structured up. We've got some people that's come together. Praise the Lord. And we got something here. In the first verse of my text, he said, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus said the Lord, come from the Four winds. Yeah. I say the four winds. Four winds. Oh, breath and breath be upon these slain that they may live. I know this has been a long introduction. I want to preach just a few more minutes tonight, this afternoon on this. Speak to the wind. I don't know if he's got a title for me. That's fine if he don't. We've had trouble with this thing. Speak to the wind. God has brought a body together in Marion. But we need a new thing to happen that has never happened to this body before. Oh, we have struggled to put this body together like it needs to be. And Brother David, I'm going to tell you probably one of the biggest battles that we have fought in this city because it's so relevant in this city is unity. Because 
because the devil has fought us. As a matter of fact, somebody told me the history of this area, hallelujah, that it actually, between I think between uh, uh, this county and the county next to it was actually created by a disunity among the area. Why would we not think that the church would not fight, hallelujah, disunity in this area? So guess what happens, praise the Lord? That's what we've had. We've had a body that's created, but we still got some things a little bit out of joint and a little bit things out of where it needs to be. And we need a real move of God that changes life forever. And when it happens, hallelujah, we're going to come from everywhere. You hear me? God's not done with this city yet. Oh, I left here Thursday night a little frustrated. I left here and I tossed and tumbled all night long, not being able to sleep. And there's a message that Sister Shaw, I didn't listen to it. She said, you need to hear it again. You must have missed something. So guess what? Friday, I listened to it four or five times that day. Then I posted it on social media and said, Horror's house, you need to hear this, praise God, because God's not done. He's a new thing is fixing to come to this city. There's a new direction that God's going to get for us, and it's going to come from all directions. It's no accident that we've had people come from every direction around here. We've got people coming from that direction, that direction, that direction, and that direction. In the heart of this place, we're fighting so hard to get people to pull in here. But God wants us to prophesy and speak to the wind. And let's start calling it out and saying there's going to be revival. 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 It's time for this church to begin to speak to the wind. Hallelujah. There's a new thing that's coming. I listened to that sermon four or five times. Brother, Brother R. Wilson preaching a new thing. Hallelujah. That's what he was preaching. And I, I told Sister Cheryl, I said, yeah, but what is it? New. I don't know what it is. I'm still struggling to find it. It's new. You know what? None. None of my Pentecostal preacher friends that I know of has any area that they're dealing with like this one. Yep. None of them. There's no book that I have found yet that fits the mold of this city. Go get my plaque from off that backer. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Go get it. None of them fits the mold. No. Is that in there? It's on the table, I think. All right, if you know where it's at, just get it. You know what I'm talking about. None of them. One of my favorite quotes that I ever had, when I first started this, I talked about it a lot. Sister Michelle, I forgot it. I've forgotten about it, praise the Lord. But Sister Monica Acker made this for me. This is what I felt like God told me to do in the first place. Ralph Waldo Anderson, do not go where the path may lead, but go where there is no path and leave a trail. See what God has called us to this city. He called us to be a trailblazer. I stood right here the last time Brother Near was here. And he came to me. You didn't hear it. But I heard it because he prophesied in my ear. He said, I see you standing before businessmen in suits. And I see God using this church and you as a pattern to use over and over and over in cities all around this area. God is calling this church to be a pattern to break the code of cities like Marion, Kentucky. Praise God. That's so full of tradition. It's so full of things that we have no idea what it is. And God 
But guess what? You're going to be a part of what God is fixing to do. How are we going to do it? I don't know yet. But God's going to give it to us because he's going to do a new thing. He's going to do a new thing. Praise God. And when real revival comes to our life, it's going to come from everywhere. I'm talking about a God who can heal broken marriages. I'm talking about a God who can heal and heal diseased bodies. Praise God. Sister, uh, Sister Pamela talking about getting a new auction tree. I want to tell you what I want to see you do is get rid of it. Is that beyond God? No, it's not beyond God. Some of you got kids that are not in the house of God. You praise God. I want to see your kids come to the house of God. We've got young people. Hallelujah. Oh, you're working or you're doing this or doing that. But God is going to send revival. He can heal our diseased bodies. He can bless our finances. Listen. This is so important. We're going to hear this. Every step of the way, God took Ezekiel to a place. He took him to a place that he didn't even know was there. And he pointed out at it and he said, can these bones live? God gave him the inspiration. Said, he said, Ezekiel, I believe if you'll go work with these bones, something can happen. And he began to give him step-by-step things. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, he he, he he done this and all this stuff come together. But when it stood there, it wasn't complete. And all of a sudden, God said, all right, you've got the structure together. And, and this is what God basically saying here. I've done everything I can do. Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. What was, what was it he had to do before, before the breath went into them bones? What did they have to do? Put my text back up, Jake. Back. It's wrong. It's wrong. Oh, you got mine. That's fine. Go. No, it's, it's wrong. Oh, you got the wrong text. That's fine. Come on, I just read it a second ago. Then he said to me, he didn't say, I'm going to speak to the wind. He said to me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind. You know what he was saying? Look, I pulled this thing together, but now it's your turn to do something. Oh, yeah. Amen. Now you've got to speak to the wind. You guys know what the wind is? It's the Holy Ghost. Yes, amen. It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the wind that I'm talking about today. And God has put a body together here in Marion. But we need this new thing to happen. And the only way it's going to happen is when you and I begin to say, Hallelujah, I don't care what I see. Hallelujah. It looks like something else is there. It looks like it has no life in it. But I say you're going to live and not die. Hallelujah. It looks like my children are never going to come to the house of God. But I'm going to wake up every day and say my children are going to be saved. It looks like my pocketbook is never going to be fixed where I can get out of it. But somebody needs to look at it and say, I say you will live. Hallelujah. It looks like we're going to drive a van that's about to fall apart. But somebody needs to say, we will get a new van in the name of Jesus. We will praise God. 
Listen to me. I'm not talking. I'm not trying to preach some blabbing, uh, blabbing, grabbing doctrine. I'm not trying to preach something where you just got to speak and it's going to happen. But when we begin to speak in the Holy Ghost and say, I believe it. I believe it's going to happen. Praise God. God will take that as our faith and say, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter if the sinews begin to go back on their bones. It doesn't matter if there's a noise and a shaking. And hallelujah. If there's no breath in it, it's worthless. And it's only going to happen when you and I begin to speak to the wind, praise God. When we begin to speak things that we don't see in our lives, hallelujah. Romans 4 and 17 said, Even God, who has quickened the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Hallelujah. We need to speak to the things that are not as they were. We need to say, you know what? Hey, we got a great big youth group. We need to speak to the wind. Speak to your healing. Speak to your lost kids. Speak to your money. Speak to your deliverance. Hallelujah. We lie. When I felt this, I, I want everybody to be quiet and listen to this. Because when I, because every one of us are guilty of what I'm fixing to say. We think that is out, that is outside of my realm of thinking, Brother Orton. I, I'm just at this place. I, I just can't envision. I can't envision that. Can you imagine what Ezekiel, when he was looking across that, that valley of dry bones, even when they all come together, all the bones and the sinews and everything, but he was looking, and, and, and it was an army, but yet it wasn't an army because there was no life in it. Yeah. Amen. Can you imagine how he felt? But then when God said, speak to it. Well, God, you've done this much. Why don't you do the rest? He said, because I can't do it all for you. Then you won't appreciate it. So it's time for you to do something. It's time for you to have some faith and begin to speak to some things that look like they're never going to happen. But if you begin to speak to it and begin to prophesy, hallelujah, things are going to begin to happen. Amen. Oh, but I can't do that. What if it don't? I want to tell you what. Every day. Everyone's sitting in this building. At least every week. Everybody's sitting in this building. You are a prophet. Because every day. Why is it? We can prophesy every day. This is going to be a bad day. I'm never going to get my finances together. Our marriage is never going to be straight. I'm blah, blah, blah. We go through all these stuff every day. Saying all these negative things just on what we're envisioning. And that it might be. But it don't mean it is. Why is it so easy for us to talk like that and think that's okay? But yet we can't get up and say, my finances is going to be better in the name of Jesus. We're going to have a good church service. We're going to have 100 people get the Holy Ghost. Why? Why is it easier for you to say, there's no way we can have 100 before the end of the year versus we can have 100 before the end of the year? Why is it easy for you to believe the one and not the other? Yeah, come on. When the other one that's coming out is from a negative source and from the devil, and where the other one would be coming from would be the source of the breath of life, which is God. Amen. And we'll put more faith and confidence in that negative than we will a positive. Amen. There is power in our words. There is power in our words. I said something about science this morning. Let's talk about it again. Do you know when you start saying, I feel sick, that your body immediately goes in the sick zone. Yeah. 
When you start saying, I think I'm going to be sick, you're automatically, the whole entire body says, our central brain of command is telling us that we're going to get sick, so let's all prepare to get sick. You know what we've been doing for the longest time around here? We've got a body. We've got all this stuff together. But we're saying, ah, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. We need to get rid of that and start speaking to the wind. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about just throwing up there. I'm talking about speaking to the Holy Ghost. Speak to the Holy Ghost and say, God, I see it. I'm going to call it. I don't see it. But God, I see it in my spirit. I'm going to speak to the wind. It's time to prophesy to the wind. God wants to do a new thing, but we keep. Speaking about old things. Oh, yeah. You ready for this? God wants to do a new thing. And we quote that scripture from Isaiah 43 and 19. It said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. You shall not know it. Even I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We quote that scripture, but we forget about verse 18. Anybody know what verse 18 says? Anybody? Huh? No, we don't know that one. We know the other one, though. You know what the one before that says? It's a prerequisite to the one before it. Because if you don't get it, the next verse don't work. He says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Because if you're stuck in that spot, and you remember the former things, and you consider the old things, he can't do a new thing. Behold, he says, remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you know it, and I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God wants to do a new thing in there in Kentucky, but we've been so stuck on the old thing that brought us to where we are, we can't go get to the new thing that God wants to take us to. When we came, we came ever we came every week and we knocked on doors and we passed out flyers and we invited people to church. That's the way we've done it in the old way. But that's not the new way it's gonna happen because now we've had COVID. We we could come in here, we could have apostolic church like we've not had before. Oh, come on, worship God. Everybody wanna come out and do that. But now we can't do it like that because we got too many people on the phones sitting in the congregation. Too many people are consumed by so much media, binge-watching, they can't even think about church because they're thinking about what's going to happen next on whatever, whatever it is. Now we got new times, and it's time to do something new and something different that's actually something old, praise God, because it's old is from the foundation, and that's getting back to the foundation of getting to know who Jesus is and really getting a relationship with God because that's what it's really going to take is when you and I, because that's when the prophecy is going to come from, when you and I will get so connected to the breath of God, hallelujah, it's easy for us to stand up because we have the breath of God coming out of us, and we begin to speak in the other people, we begin to speak Hallelujah. I'm almost done, I promise you. But God, I feel like, told me to come tell this church today it's time for us to begin to prophesy to the wind. You know what? I've been trying it some this week and it's working. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, God is fixing to do something great in our lives. I'm challenging. I'm challenging you, praise God, to change our speech into something different and begin to say, you know what? We're fixing to have revival around there. It may not look like it right now. That's why you say that. Well, we're having revival, praise God. We got people. Let me tell you where we're at. I don't know where they are, 
But Sister Penny, just like what uh, uh, Brother uh, Art Wilson said, I think you listened to that sermon, just like he said, let me tell you what, there's somebody out there right now in this city that's praying and seeking God. And you know what they're doing? They're saying, where is God? What does he look like? And they may not realize we're even here, but Brother Texas, they are there. They are there. They are there. And we need to find them. Hallelujah. There's some young person out there that's not going to hear me. Brother, Brother Wilson said this and I believe it. You don't know how many times I have prayed this kind of prayer and said, God, where are they at? I know there's somebody out there that want to live for you and want to serve you. And you know what? There's some young people out there they are not going to have a problem with an apostolic standard. They're just looking for a God that will save them. There's people out there their lives are falling apart. They're there and we just got to find them. And you know what we can say? God, you're going to lead me to them today. God, you're going to lead me to them today and prophesy. Speak to the wind. Praise God. Speak Amen. And I know that's so ingrained on the inside of us, and I can feel it. But listen to me. I am almost done here today. But I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to close with with with, with something. Praise the Lord. That a, a I don't know him. He's more of acquaintance. I have met him. I, I seen him just a couple weeks ago. I don't know if he would even know my name. We're, we're friends on Facebook, and I have talked to him a couple times. But I met him at Brother White's. His name is John. Uh, I'm not even sure how he says Lack's name exactly. That's how you I'm not really a real good friend and we're more of acquaintance. But it's uh, Bernardi, I think. Bernardini. I think that's actually Bernardini. John Bernardini II. He said this concerning the time that we're living in. And, and he is a man of God. He's an incredible preacher. He's an incredible musician and singer. Maybe you've never heard of him, but I've heard him preach several times lately. And I've I seen him I seen him at Brother White's this, uh, uh, when we went down there. But he put this on Facebook. He said the Lord said this to him. He said, I don't believe that we can get this close to the tribulation and not feel and see some of the birthing pains of it. He said, God spoke to me that during 9-11 that the church and the world was experiencing some tribulation birth pains. God spoke to me again that this COVID-19 crisis is another birth pain, another transitional moment in time. The birthing pains are going to start getting closer and closer together. You ladies that's had babies, you know what I'm talking about. Closer it got to the birth, the more the pains got closer together. The Bible says no man um, uh, says no man know the day or the hour that God will come to rapture his church out of this world. But it also does say that he reveals his secrets to the prophets. The Bible also says that the sons of Issachar knew the times and the seasons of certain things. I do not believe that God is going to reveal the exact day and hour of his return, but I do believe there are a certain men of God that have a close relationship with God that will be able to know around the season of God's return to rapture his church. Romans 8, 23-23, he writes on his post from the New King James Version. He said, we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grow with ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of the body. He went on to say, I believe the earth is groaning in the expectation awaiting the coming of the Lord. The church is groaning with labor pains and travail, giving birth to revival and harvest. And he closed it with this. Prodigals, it's time to come home. Church, 
it's time for the revival and harvest. Church, it's time for us to be what God called this church to be. A church that harvests people. We named it Harvest House and that's what it has been. But maybe we narrowed it down to we're just a house. And not a movement. That's going to shake this area. There's a harvest in Marion, Kentucky. And you hear this man of God today. He's fixing to do a new thing that's going to baffle your mind. Your children's going to be saved. Your marriage is going to be stronger than it's ever been. We need, we need some people to begin to prophesy. You do it every day. You prophesy negative things every day. And I say many times it comes to pass upon your word. Many times I say to the Holy Ghost today. Many of the things that we deal with as individuals in this church is by your own prophecy that you gave that morning. What would happen if you would quit prophesying into the negative and we begin to prophesy into the wind, which is what? The spirit. What would happen if you and I would get up through a little bit of prayer and we begin to say, I prophesy this day. I'm going to get a raise. I prophesy this day God's going to lead me to a lost soul. I prophesy this day God's going to lead me to a new Bible study. I prophesy this day God's going to let me get through to my kid. God's going to let me get through to my husband.
up and said, oh, God, he ain't never going to get it. Oh, this is going to be a bad day. Oh, God, I can barely make it today. Instead of getting up and speaking to the wind, hear me, let's don't just concentrate on one direction. Let's prophesy to the east. Let's prophesy hallelujah to the north. Let's prophesy, praise God, to the west. Let's prophesy, hallelujah, to the south. And let's say it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. God's going to bring them. I don't even know who they are, Lord. But God, you're dealing with them right now. I don't know who they are. But God, you're dealing with them. And God, I say, let me or let somebody run into them. It's going to bring them to the house of God. Oh, God, let them find a church card. Oh, Lord, let them, let them be another Doug Smith that gets up from his drug stupid. Hallelujah. At the bottom of his house. And goes up and he doesn't even know God. And you get to pray. And God, you're going to fill him with the Holy Ghost. And they're going to find the Lord. They're going to find me. They're going to find somebody. Prophesy. Prophesy. Speak to the wind. Harvey's house. Ikomodi <laughs> I hear God whispering in my spirit. I will not tarry long. Behold, I come quickly. Hear me. This is what I feel in my spirit. I feel like God is speaking to this church. 
I'm not going to give you this interpretation of this, but you need to search it out. I feel like God wants this church to know if you will not grasp a hold of what He wants to do in Marion, Kentucky, He will remove the candlestick. He's going to remove the candlestick. And He's going to set it in another city. In that city, we'll receive everything that He wants to do in this world. I believe there's some people that's going to rise up in this place today and we're fixing to speak to the wind. We're going to speak to the wind. And God is going to send unprecedented revival in your family, in my family, and in the people that we don't even know. These altars are open. If you feel the need to come up here, but more than anything, I want somebody. If you don't feel faith at all, I'm asking you, say, God, strengthen my faith. I want you to begin to speak in the wind. Brother, we ain't hardly preaching the sermon that he's entitled the audacity to ask. There's some things we don't have in Miriam because we won't even ask because we don't believe in Come on, would you begin to ask? I don't care if it is a poor, poverty-stricken area. Not everybody's poor in there. There's some rich people here that need to be saved too. There's some poor people that God wants to make rich. And there's some people that God just wants to save. Oh, 